Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church in Katy, Texas. If you are in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing it with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message, and God bless your week. Dear Christian, as your days, your strength shall be, because the King lives forever. God bless you as you enjoy the fact that he uses you for his kingdom until that day comes when he calls you home. The Mariana Trench is the deepest place on planet Earth, seven miles beneath the top of the ocean, out there in the Pacific somewhere off kind of off the coast of Japan a good ways. And needless to say, seven miles beneath the top of the water, there is tremendous pressure and tremendous darkness. If you would go down into a submarine and then descend, it wouldn't be too long before your submarine would fall apart because of the pressure. If you went down, though, we're able to, about five miles down, and you turned a light on in the extreme darkness and pressure, do you know what you would find? You would find fish. That's right. A fish called the Mariana snailfish survives and even thrives five miles beneath the ocean surface. And the reason it can do that, and it's a pink fish with kind of a tadpole shape, nothing real special about it. It can grow to be a foot long, so it's not even that small either. It thrives in that pressure and darkness, not because it has some really strong skeleton or because it has something really special with its gills. The Mariana snailfish survives and thrives at that depth because the pressure on the inside is equal to the pressure on the outside. And I think that's a really good illustration for you to keep in mind as you think about your life as a Christian. It's no secret there's a lot of pressure on the outside. It comes in all different shapes and sizes and strengths. But don't ever also let it be a secret that you've got a lot of pressure on the inside, something very powerful within you, when you can say, Thy kingdom come. Jesus, the King of kings, the resurrected Lord of lords, lives within your heart. And that is why you and I can not only survive this earthly life with all the pressure all around, we can thrive and grow all the days of our life. Today in the sermon verses, we have an example of the Apostle Paul doing exactly that, thriving in spite of incredible pressure. And the pressure came from a source you might not quite expect. It was a brand new situation for the Apostle Paul. He and his mission partner Barnabas were on the very first world mission journey. Paul would end up going on four of them. And as in the service note, when we read this as the first reading today, if Paul found joy in his earthly circumstances, 
there never would have been another mission journey because the earthly circumstances around this particular mission journey were pretty rough, to say the least. But he found joy not in his circumstances out there. He found joy because his Savior was ruling in here. Let's unpack all of that together and grow in what we have inside of us in Christ to help withstand the tremendous pressure of the godless world around us. The story from Acts chapter 14, I'm not going to read all the verses because we already read them once, but you can summarize the story of what happened to Paul on his first mission journey with the words, loud voices. And I'll explain what I mean by that. First he went to Antioch, and there were loud voices that poisoned people's minds against the gospel as some of them were starting to hear about Jesus and his forgiveness for the first time. So Paul and Barnabas marched 45 miles to the next city, Iconium, where the same thing happened, more poisoning of the minds. So they marched again through mountains, again, to this city, Lystra. And there was a loud voice that happened because there was a man crippled from birth, never walked one single time his whole life. And Paul, in a loud voice, said, Stand up! The guy leaped up. Wow! It drew attention. It drew a crowd, which created the next loud voice, a group of loud voices. The crowd, in loud voices, said, It's Zeus and Hermes! And they tried to worship Paul and Barnabas as gods. The gods have come in human form. And there was a legend, actually, that they probably believed about Zeus and Hermes, Hermes coming to town, disguised as humans, knocking on people's doors, asking if they would be invited in, and none of them did, except one little elderly couple finally did. And then the legend ended with all of those thousand people who wouldn't let them in being destroyed while the elderly couple that did let them in was blessed. Were the crowds thinking of that legend when they wanted so desperately to worship Paul and Barnabas as Zeus and Hermes? Maybe. They even got the temple involved. The, the priest of Zeus from the local temple came with bulls and wreaths. They were going to make this a really big deal. Which created the next loud voice. Paul and Barnabas saying, No! We are just humans like you! Do not worship us! Do not worship these worthless things! Worship the living God! Which made the next loud voice come about. Those enemies from the previous two stops in the mission journey made their way into Lystra. And maybe their voices weren't so loud at first, even though they were very effective. They poisoned the minds of the people in Lystra. They caused them to believe that the apostles had no idea what they were doing. They were not worth having around. They were actually dangerous and not helpful. And this particular day ended with Paul being stoned to death in the city. At least, they thought he was stoned to death. They dragged his lifeless body, limp as could be, out of the city, left it outside, thinking he was dead. And then, this is what happened next. After the loud voices, 
came some shocks. Let's read at verse 19. Then some Jews came from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowd over. They stoned Paul and dragged him outside the city, thinking he was dead. But after the disciples had gathered around him, shock number one, he got up and went back into the city. Can you even believe that? Shock number two, the next day he and Barnabas left for Derby, they preached the gospel in that city and won a large number of disciples. In spite of the pressures that were out there, tremendous pressures opposing the gospel, Paul didn't quit. Then, shock number three, they returned to the site of the crime. <laughs> they went back to Lystra and then Iconium and Antioch where certainly those angry Jews who had poisoned so many minds against them still were lurking. At least there, if not that, there were certainly at least other people who believed the lies. But they went there, strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God, they said. What a story. Tremendous pressure on the outside. Political pressure, relationship pressure, truth versus lies pressure, health pressure. And yet Paul strongly said, with all confidence, what is inside of me, Jesus living in my soul, is far greater than any of that other stuff. What a fantastic attitude for us to also develop. It is what we pray for every time we pray the words, Thy kingdom come. Because what that phrase in the Lord's Prayer means is, Jesus, you are the king in the kingdom of God. Thy kingdom come. Jesus, you come and rule here in my heart. And you come and rule in the hearts of others. I want to do my best Mariana Snailfish impression where in spite of all the pressure all around that is so intense and crushes so many other things, not me because of you. It's powerful to think about because there's so many pressures. There's relationship pressures, Rockiness, as you get to know people, as you work with them. Rockiness sometimes when you're meeting new people, wanting to hold out the gospel to them, and it doesn't go as well as you would have hoped, perhaps. There's political pressure. I don't need to go through details about that. You know what I'm talking about. There's workplace pressure. There's marriage pressure. There's parenting pressure. There's comparison pressure. And I have to say, as a junior high student or a teenager or a college student, it's got to be worse than it was when I was that age with social media. How many likes am I going to get? What if I see somebody posting something that I really wanted to be a part of, but I wasn't? So much pressure. The comparison pressure doesn't really change a lot as you get older. Who's got the best kids, the most successful grandkids, 
Who's got the trophy wife or the trophy husband, the most money, the role model for others to follow? We're constantly under that comparison pressure, which is a close cousin, of course, to peer pressure. How about this one that might be the most deadly of all? The pressure to create a situation where there is no pressure. That is an accident waiting to happen. But that is what we try to do when we're not thinking straight. We try to control everything out there, and it only adds to the pressure and the problem. New situation pressure doesn't always help. Trying something different pressure sometimes goes wrong like it did for Paul on his first mission journey. What can we do? How do we cope? If we give in to temptation pressure, it's only going to get worse. If we begin to doubt that God is with us, doubt that His Word is truth, doubt that He loves us and that He wants the best for us, then Jesus doesn't rule so much in our our heart. He's fighting to, and yet we're fighting Him off from inside. And that's really the sin to think about today in your life. How have I given into the pressure out there of some kind that I allowed temptation pressure from my own heart to battle with Jesus? What a gift. Jesus doesn't give in very easily. What a gift that when He was on earth, He had relationship pressures It's not like everybody listened to what he said right away by any means. He had political pressures. They ended up killing him for crying out loud. He had financial pressures, and yet he wasn't worried about it. He had other kinds of pressures, and he stood strong. He even had the pressure to take a shortcut until his dying breath, because what did the devil use the people at the foot of the cross to say? Come on down from the cross if... You're the Son of God. Pressure to take a shortcut. Pressure to take the easy way. And Jesus said, No. I will not give in. I will not succumb. I will not crumble under the pressure because sinners are worth it and they have no chance if I don't follow through with my mission. Jesus thought you were worth it. He thought you were worth dying for. He thought you were worth withstanding all the pressure out there. And so he lived perfectly without sin. He died as our substitute in our place. All those times we gave in to temptation, Jesus didn't. He promises you a home in heaven. He assures you that because he lives, you're going to live too. And then he also, as the king of kings, says, I am going to rule in your heart. And I know there's a lot of pressure out there in the world, and I know it's not going away until judgment day. But yet you have something inside of you that can cope. I am ruling in your heart. Nobody else. And that's how it's always going to be. 
What a gift to know that. Like the Mariana snailfish can survive under the intense pressure at five miles below the surface of the ocean. We as Christians can survive in this world with all kinds of pressure all around us because of Jesus and his rule in our hearts. Relationship pressures come, but we keep Jesus in the middle. Political pressures come, but we see Jesus being in charge of all things at all times, every day, without fail. Financial pressures come. We see Jesus being there tomorrow with us and the day after that and the day after that and every day after that. Comparison pressure, do we really need to compare ourselves to other people and be emotionally attached when we can say, Jesus thinks I'm worth dying for and he rules in my heart. And that worst, most deadly pressure, the pressure to create a life with no pressure. We can thrive around pressure. We can thrive during life, even though all kinds of other things are going on out there. We have peace in here. And even though we cannot ever create a life without pressure here, we know we have one coming to us there. I think the Mariana snailfish would be silly if it's facing thousands of PSI pressure and decides, well, five miles down, there's all this pressure everywhere, I better just go belly up. When inside of it is, it is everything it needs to cope. Same with you. Same with me. There's always going to be trouble on the outside. We have what we need to cope in Christ. Because the King lives. He rules our hearts. And He uses us for His kingdom. The Apostle Paul didn't give up. After they thought he was dead, he kept preaching the gospel. And then he went back to the same towns and kept preaching the gospel to encourage and strengthen the believers in spite of the pressure that certainly was around them in their town. And not once do we hear him gathering all the details about those mean people who tried to kill him wrongly. Never once do we hear him going through all the details about how he expected something better in the first world mission trip, but no. Maybe God isn't what he's cracked up to be. Never once does he hang his head limp or shuffle his feet at all. He was glad because his joy didn't come from earthly circumstances. His joy came from the king ruling in his heart. So sing with joy, afflicted one. The battle's fierce, but the victory's won. God shall provide all that you need as your days, your strength shall be in Christ. Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. 
Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.